This week on Zen and Not Zen, Pro Time Edition. But um, uh, but so <laughs> so we call you know him. We get that taken care of, and I'm outside and I'm smoking cigarettes at the time. And I'm smoking a cigarette in the front yard, like just God damn it, what the fuck, man? How am I moving to Kirkland, fucking Washington, and getting robbed How at gunpoint? How did I survive the streets I, of Houston? <laughs> exactly. I grew up I like when I moved out of my parents' house. I was living in the right. 1960 Aldine Westfield area of Texas. That's always how it you is. You know, though. and it's like you know nothing happened there, but I have to move to Kirkland and get a gun shot <laughs> in my face by a fucking ginger. No offense, yeah. Robert. And, um, Good man, fuck my wife. No offense. Yeah, yeah. Don't give a people. shit about, you tell about your fucking friend's name or your ex's name or some shit. Like, you just like, outed him as a ginger. Out. You know what? We'll fucking leave the mystery. Why you gotta know on fucking Reddit, you dick? Bro time. Bro time. Did you guys watch the news when you were kids? Like, just parents watching the news? Yeah, and watching yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I did that. And I remember them being a lot more like. Uh, individualistic, yeah. like people had their shticks kind of thing. Like yeah. we had this guy in uh, in Texas. He was the. Uh, they all had their own vibe, like yeah. specific vibe, like Cronkite versus. Totally, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah there's like, this guy named Zimler. Marvin Zindler down in Texas, mm-hmm. and he was like a local news guy, eyewitness news. Yeah, and he was like the gonna catch you doing shit guy. Yeah, yeah. And his big thing was like, like Jesse up here. in the ice machine. <laughs> you know, he was like this local restaurant failed its test. There were bugs here, and there was. Yeah. Slime in the ice machine. <laughs> that was his big Well, it's like, remember, uh, we used to watch the YouTube videos of that Mark Aram, the traffic guy in Atlanta, who was giving the shout-outs when, when Tribe Called Quest, <laughs> when Pipe Dog died. He did, like, an entire... It's like, flip this, Mark. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was great. I forgot about that. Yeah, Mark Aram, I think is his name. Uh. <laughs> he did it for Biggie, I think, too. That's he awesome. did a couple of them. Yeah, I appreciate that. That was a good video. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, tip of the hat to the people. I get it. You yeah. Know? It's mm-hmm. not offensive. It's not like, no. you know, secret dirty stuff. I like stuff. when they it's try to like, sneak yeah. it in, too. So it's just like the oh, crowd no, this that guy, knows. This, oh, he like stopped. Oh, yeah. Stopped no, the he's like, yeah, no, no. He's like, do that, do that, do do that, that, that. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, he was very much like it was not smooth at all. It was awesome. Yeah, it was but very, it was very much. Culturally fitting. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Yeah. I love that. Um, so today we're going to talk about um, crazy shit that we got ourselves into. I'm very excited to hear your stories. My stories? I, both of you. Because right. I feel like you both have good stories. I mean, yes and no. I mean, it's just kind of, for me, I was thinking about this and it's like more cause and effect. It's like, it's, most of the shit's like, well, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> you know? Well, or like, well, so, yeah, this, you know, I, you know it, unfortunately a lot of it's like, I... I took a lot of illegal shit, yeah. and it was too much. <laughs> you know, I mean that that was a couple of them, and I'm like, oh, how many of these do I want to say? Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I made the joke earlier about statute of limitations, and mm-hmm. kind of as a joke, and kind of not. Kind but. of, yeah. <laughs> kind well, of as as enough. a joke, we always back in the day in high school when we were doing psychedelics for the first time, we always used to joke that we get busted by a cop saying, "I saw that tracer." <laughs> I saw that tracer. I'm like, well, sir, if that's the case. Yeah, psychedelics were a lot for me in the younger years. I like, really I did not start doing. I did nothing in in high school. I okay. was like, still like, trying to be a a, a, a Christian Triscuit kid and okay. just try to go along to get along. I like Triscuits. Yeah, I do. I mean, I do too. Um, you can dress them up with anything. Oh yeah. Uh. Yeah, and so, like, I remember I snuck out one time. My friend Whitney was the complete opposite of me. Like, she just was, like, rebel without a cause. Like, and we were just opposites attract. And I, we snuck out, and her her parents were way more hardcore than mine were because they had Whitney as a daughter, and she had a more of a reputation. Um, <laughs> but I remember we snuck out, and... I had gone to her window and we had accident. I was with another girl and I had accidentally left little bottles of alcohol underneath her window. And it was just a one, one story house mm-hmm. and she would sneak out her window or whatever. And so we end up going to the house party down the road and wh- whatever. And then we uh, come back, everything's fine. And then her dad gets up the next morning doing yard work and finds all the bottles like oh, underneath shit. her window. And so I'm still asleep bottles. at my, yeah. So I'm asleep <laughs> at my house with, not with the other friend that we went out with. And then I hear the voicemail pick up and it's her dad and just being like, I know everything. 
everything and blah, blah, blah. And I fold like a piece of paper. Like I just am like, well, there's nothing to be done here. So I'm giving all the information. And so I, I literally fold like a piece of paper. I told my mom everything. And then I called Whitney and I was like, Winnie, okay. And she's like, don't even talk. Okay, so here's what we're going to say. This is what we're doing. And she had like the perfect story that would have gotten us out of it. And I was like, it's too late. Too late. I've already, already fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is the kind of friend I was. Like, if there was any sense of any kind of I'm getting in trouble, I'm folding like yeah. a piece of paper. So I don't really get out of stuff because my, my guilt is just so overpowering. Oh, man, I feel that. It's so funny. My kid was talking to me the other day. My youngest, Harper, she's 13. And I was like, yeah, how's your weekend? She's like, oh, yeah. And this weird thing happened. Sophie, one of her friends, and I were walking down the street on the sidewalk, and a little garter snake runs in front of us. They're not poisonous yeah. at all, but they're kids. They're afraid of snakes. Sophie got behind Harper and pushed her into the snake. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. Well, no, no, it's okay. Sophie's fine. But now you've learned something. <laughs> Sophie is in a place where you she will sacrifice you if it comes down to it, right? This That's good stuff to know, right? That means if like there was a car driving by, unfortunately, you, you need to duck out of the way, right? Exactly, right? So she's in a place where she's gonna sacrifice you. That's such a specific oh, sister place too. I know uh-huh. that so it's good. Oh yeah. But yeah, psychedelics, uh yeah, younger younger years for me was uh definitely got myself into some precarious situations. Um, in high school, definitely, you know, with the, with drugs and alcohol, things like that. Um, but more so after high school, you know, was, uh, was when the big stuff started happening for me, but I did start taking psychedelics when I was young and, uh, young, like 16, 17. And, um, and it, you know, started off as, uh, you know, just going to take this at a party and it evolved into let's take acid at school and oh, yeah. see what happens with I've that. I've always, that I've never understood the, the kids that do drugs at school because see, I'm no, like, I understand that, but acid, because yeah, it, it a, would suck away all the fun of my high trying to be, maybe just because I, I would be so nervous of yeah. getting caught. And oh, maybe we weren't that's fooling the di- anybody in right, high school. Yeah. Like maybe I'm just coming at it in a different, yeah. a incorrect perspective, yeah. but I'm like, if I had to like actually learn and I'm like, oh, they probably didn't really care much about yeah, we weren't. I was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fucking, that's I'd the show whole up, point. Show up late, smelling right. like weed. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. okay. Well, so sorry I'm late, sir. So the God way I never our... said, sir, Mr. Sherbrooke. <laughs> yeah. Well, the way our school was set up for my senior year, we uh, we had block scheduling, and then uh, so like one, three, and five. You know, classes one, three, and five one yeah. day, Monday, Wednesday, Oh yeah, Friday, we had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday. So like some and days I'd be up at like 10.30 or something. Totally, yeah. right? But like on two of those days, I had late arrival and early release my senior mm. year. So I'd get there at like say 9 and leave at noon. I had two yeah. classes. And so those are the days that I would – and I'm not aggrandizing this. I'm just going to say that. I don't like recommend people doing this. I'm just – this is just a stories. These are all stories we're sharing, <laughs> yes, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, so I would wake up. I'd set my alarm for like 7, 6.37. And I'd wake up, take a couple of hits of acid, then go back to bed. And then wake up at say seven thirty or something, and just like wake up, and I'm like hey, how did you put a little makeup? Uh, already exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Why do you want to keep on the table? That's what I feel like acid's like. <laughs> just system up and down, so I'm on a loop. Totally. And so I, I would go to school, and that first class for me was art. So I'm like, oh, cool. perfect! Being though. art, yeah. making shit, you know. And then second class was. Uh, uh, student council class. Oh, <laughs> and uh, basically Just that class Your was... second peak and you got a fucking debate <laughs> with some guy about whether or not you should have fucking Coca-Cola <laughs> no, vending machines. Literally, like our student council class was just a bunch of kids just sitting around doing nothing, right? It that was, was my marketing class. Totally. Like marketing club? Like I didn't, didn't do shit. Didn't do yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah, I didn't yep. do shit either. I remember one day, one of the times, I didn't do it a lot, but one of the times I was on acid in that, that class, um, I'm sitting there in more or less the front row and I think her name was Miss Majors. She was the, the teacher and she was a very like almost Peggy Bundy-esque type, mm. uh, like type fashion, you know, tight pants and puppy shirts. The student and, you know, council class. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. Sure. And, uh, and one day, so this day I go in there and I'm, I'm hitting it. I'm getting there, you know, but you know, I've done this quite a few times. I, I, I'm, Do you have I'm your good, OJ good and your Minute Maid totally, OJ? Yeah, totally, oh, yeah, yeah. see, OJ, Minute yeah, Maid yeah. too. That's gotta, a brand you would probably go. That vitamin C, you know. Yeah, you gotta keep that and, peak. Uh, and uh, so, and I'm in there. She's taking, uh, taking attendance, doing her thing, and I'm, and I'm looking at Miss Majors, and, and I'm just ground up, and I'm, I'm deep into it now. And she's, I'm trying to drink in what this woman's wearing, and she's probably in her mid fifties, <laughs> early sixties, you know. Drink it in. Okay, so leopard print 
uh, fluffy um, high heel shoes. Nice. Oh, God, touch those. Blue spandex, two belts. She was uh, Aggie Bundy. Right. Oh yeah. And God. then like a leopard shirt. And then she had like this shawl on, right? And she had this puffy hair. Like This is like 95. <clears throat> 94. 97. 97. Oh. Okay. And, uh, and I get so lost in the fact that she's wearing two belts and spandex pants and like oh, you, don't you don't need, need you don't need let one belt two. let alone oh, yeah, two the not we'll see that that's interesting i mean in, in female fashion or just some fashion where the, the non-functional decorative belts, oh, the entire yeah. 2000s uh-huh. were uh-huh. huge belts that were like right under your boobs no pockets yep. spandex shorts don't make sense yeah at all. doesn't make any sense so i leaned over to this girl sitting next to me robin and i'm like hey is Miss Majors wearing two belts? And she goes, yeah, she is. I'm like, I got to go. Can I go to the bathroom? I got to go. I got to see a nurse. I got to see somebody, but I, I cannot do this anymore. This. I and I grabbed it. She gave me a pass or something. I grabbed my shit and I, and I left. And I'm like, I just, and I lived right like five minutes from home. Yeah. I could walk there. And uh, so I went home. Yeah. And I just wrote it out <laughs> there. Were... Like this two belts. Went, home, just broke went me. home and played <laughs> uh, broke me, man. Streets of Rage 2 on Sega. Fucking <laughs> figure it out from there. Uh, no, one of my favorite things to do when I was on acid uh, when I was younger was, uh, <clears throat> well, in general, we would just walk bike trails through the neighborhoods and smoke, yeah. smoke blunts. That was a lot of fun. Just that makes sense the, to me. I yeah. couldn't think of a more stressful place to be on acid than at school. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. something I would recommend. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, acid's different than mushrooms in that, like... See, the thing is with psychedelics, and I would advise this for any kind of hallucinogen, is be comfortable with your surroundings. And I don't fucking put high school as really no, even, even, in my, never, even in my peak of bravado, you yeah. know, that I could channel. I don't think I'd ever be comfortable enough to want to trip there. Yeah. I would never do it again. No. But I mean, last time people. I, you know, when I did acid at that tool show, I mean, that was a deliberate act again. So it's like, what have we found ourselves? And I'm like, well, I found myself in a fucking situation where I was around 15,000 people on way too much acid. <laughs> but like, you know, I don't know what the fuck else I was expecting to have happen. I took a bunch of acid before going to a concert. Uh-huh, you know, it's uh-huh. like, oh, okay. Yep. And like an indoor concert too, no, right? No, it was a gorgeous. Oh, amazing. okay. That makes yeah, more great. sense then. Yeah. All right, all right. I mean, but I mean, it's still yeah, all relative. I mean, yeah. it wasn't my A plus choice, but I was so fucking gone. You don't really care. I mean, it could have been worse. Yeah. You could have been tripping on in the Tacoma Dome. Like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. The acoustics there drive me nuts. Yeah, bad oh. acoustics, and then you got to hallucinate. I saw a Kendrick Lamar show you in, the, in the in the nosebleeds, and I was like, "This oh, was yeah. a waste of money." I can't. You got to be. Here. You got to be on the floor. Seconds off. You got to be on the floor. You got to be at the one hundred level. Yeah. And closer to the stage. You can't be in the back. No, no, no. Know that now. Good information. Yeah. There you go. The more you know. I had a, a, a interesting acid experience at a concert. I went to Roger Waters in like 99 down mm. in Texas and it was an outdoor venue. I saw that tour. <coughs> I saw that tour up here. Yeah, it was great. It yeah. was a good show. The In the Flesh tour, I think. Yeah. Was, yep. Go and it was on my birthday. The The show was on my birthday. <coughs> and so I had, I had organized some peyote. Um, to, Still to haven't have. done that. It was great. It was a great experience. Is um, that colorful here? It's colorful. Um, the one I have is like a, a lime green color. Well, no, I'm saying that the, uh, hallucinations. well, okay. So let me, let me just unpack <laughs> this whole okay. Um, so it was my birthday. And so at this point in time in 99, um, I'll divulge this later. So might as well tell you now I sold drugs for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was Statue what I did. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, I think I'm clear on that. It's been 20 some odd years. Um, okay, but, Jay-Z. Uh, but, uh, so while people were coming over to get things from me, I was like, hey, it's my birthday. I actually met a guy. It was his birthday. I'm like, oh, shit. It's your birthday. He had a bunch of acid. I had a bunch of peyote. So we did a little trade. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, my my roommate had some ecstasy, which is what Molly is now, right? Right. So we took a bunch of drugs. Went to the Roger Waters concert. So I took peyote, acid, and ecstasy and but smoke a bunch of weed. So I don't know how peyote was on its own because I've only done it mixed with other things. Candy mm. flipping SOB. But, um, but <laughs> so the term. at the Roger Waters concert, there is a song. I don't know if it's called It All Makes Perfect Sense, but the hook is uh, this very like operatic, choir-esque, like, it all makes perfect sense kind of thing like that. Probably some of that solo and, uh, shit like the non-Pink Floyd exactly. stuff. Exactly. It's like, not Pink Floyd. Cool, yeah, 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 totally, yeah. We're yeah. here for this, Raj. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember being in the field of the outdoor stadium and I was watching people rain from the sky. 
Oh. Like it was raining people. Oh and God. and I'm out there with my arms extended, crying my eyes yeah. out because oh. it did at that moment, it made sense. Every fucking thing made sense. I oh. felt it intrinsically in my bones. Everything made sense. It all worked Roger out, Waters right? Opened the universe up to It you. was so crazy. And then I don't remember anything <laughs> until wow, no. all of a sudden I'm walking on the side of a road in a ditch. <gasps> and this is in ninety nine. We don't have cell phones. Oh, yeah. And I'm like what the fuck? Where am I? And I'm on like, so we have uh, the freeways and then off the freeways are called feeder roads and they just run uh-huh. parallel to all the freeways oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because uh-huh. the South is gigantic. They can do that. Got so I was basically on the feeder road in a ditch Jesus walking Christ. about probably five miles from the venue. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I'm fucking, I'm gonna keep walking. I just looked like it made sense. I and I just, I was like, I'm out. I'm out. It's good. <laughs> and so finally I get, I get to a place. I call my buddy. My buddy comes, picks me up. And I watched this movie called Brother from Another Planet. Mm. And it's one of the craziest movies I've ever watched. And I was still way fucked up. And so the premise of this movie is this alien falls to, uh, falls to Earth in uh, like Harlem and, uh, and sees a black person. So he becomes a black person. And one of these things that this person can do is fix machines by just touching them. Mm. And uh, so he gets a job fixing machines by touching them. And, but he's trying to like improve humanity. And he watches a guy like molest a woman so he takes his eye and shoves it into the other guy's eye so he can feel what this it's a weird fucking movie but it made again made sense to me and i remember i called my older brother at like four or four in the morning he's living in indiana and i'm like dude you gotta fucking watch this movie man it's the best fucking movie and i totally sold him on it he went and found it the next day watched it and called me and he was like you're a fucking asshole what's wrong with you you are a fucking asshole so good aaron's all pissed off and shit he still brings it up (laughs) he still brings it up dude it still does it's fucking great oh i love it so much man but yeah, it's so like I don't know. When I was a kid, like don't tell, don't get me wrong. Like I got some stories about more recent shit. But like when I was a kid, especially in that life, yeah. we did some just some stupid shit. Yeah, you know, put ourselves in weird positions. You know, situations to get ourselves out of. Um, luckily, you know, nobody in my immediate family of what we were doing ever mm-hmm. went to jail. Yeah, um, or got seriously hurt. But I mean fucking kids doing that shit man being just thousands of dollars and all this shit you know like i don't know how that didn't go worse or that could have been so bad if it just one thing had gone differently right yeah yeah very much so i had a few friends uh back in high school like that that they could just talk their way out of anything and i am such a bad liar to my own like my own detriment like i can't i just i can't talk my way out of anything that like that and it's such a it's, I don't know if it's an admirable but I just admire it so much that like <laughs> they are able to just put their minds in a specific place and they just they can just talk their way out of anything yeah. like you can just live so, life stress free so with that kind of confidence I, I was <laughs> I was <laughs> not similar similar story I was not in the car for this and these were not friends these were acquaintances of mine but they were smoking weed and, you know, having some beers while driving around the car, which is more shit that high schoolers do when you don't have a house. When your friends don't fucking have a house that you yeah. go party at, this is kind of what you do. Of course, no one should, but whatever. Right. Anyway, he, uh, they, they were smoking weed in the car, and the driver was like, oh, come on, man, you barely touched your beer. And he's like, oh, yeah, my beer. So, like, you know, leans down to, like, you know, go look for it. You know, the, the classic move. You oh, see where this is no. going. Rear ends the car. God so, anyway, really. I'll say this guy's name. He gets out of the car, and this guy, Tony, and this is just, I wasn't here, so this is all just hearsay. Right. Gets out of the car and just goes, looks at the two cars and goes, wow, that's fucked up. And just fucking starts running the other way just like fucking like whatever Bye. plans whatever plans they had that day he's just like fucking gone <laughs> so the only reason why it's one that's funny because that's a brilliant idea just right you're just like well, okay you know you're gonna if the cops are here they're fight gonna or flight shit. man yeah. just get out so right. he just bounced but so the guy rear-ended the guy who rear-ended him was like oh shit man hey man we should pull over you know and let's just you know so we can exchange information that way we don't need to call the cops so the dude's like uh well, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, let's yeah. do that. <laughs> just totally like, yeah. Wow, the car's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, good God. luck. Yeah, <laughs> Hopefully, I'm close-ish to a bus line. <laughs> the cl- I uh, I had a run-in one time when I was living in Kansas City, 
and I was underage and had been at a party and I was dry I was living with my cousin at the time and I was driving her car back from Kansas City Missouri so it's like state lines because it was Kansas that we lived in uh Leewood Kansas which Hmm. is about 30 minutes from Kansas City Missouri which is where I worked at the melting pot what what um and we had been drinking I was not drunk but I was underage and had been drinking. So if I had gotten pulled over, like it would have been over. And I was lost. It was like 2 a.m. And all of a sudden I'm like, I'm driving super, super slow. I'm trying to find the freeway. This is also like really before phones had GPS. So I was trying my best to like, yeah, like MapQuest. I think I had like a Garmin I was trying to fuck (laughs) with or something like that. And all of a sudden I see the lights and I was like, this is it. This is me going to jail. This is is it. And I get pulled over. Middle of nowhere, nothing is open, and um, I'm in a car that's not mine. I have a fake ID. I don't even have my real ID on nice. me. Nice. Um, I don't know her her, her license or registration what was or your name her on insurance. The fake ID? Oh, it was like the last name was insane. It was like Winklebottom or something like that. Like it was, it sounded like a like it was insane last name. Should not have been real. Um, but I got pulled over, and the cop walks up. And he was like, hey, what's what's going on? I'm like, I am so sorry. I'm from out of town. I'm lost. And all of a sudden, I like sober up completely. Mm-hmm. And I guess that was my, I mean, in my brain, I was like, oh, I talked my way out of that. But if I had been anything other than a white girl in that situation, it would have been over. Like, he didn't ask for my license. He didn't ask for my registration. I told him I was lost. And he was like, oh, where are you trying to get to? And I was like, I need to get back to Leewood. He's like, oh, okay, you just go down this way and, you know, go that way and drive and and i was like i'm so sorry this is my cousin's car i'm trying to get back home he's like oh yeah that sounds great okay blah, blah. and he just gave me directions and let me go like i wow. could not believe it worked out that way like yeah. i mean it was just you got out of the car your handgun fell out <laughs> literally <laughs> everything was wrong you dropped your handgun. it should not have worked out oh but like God. it was absolute like that is my white privilege moment like yeah. that that stands out in my brain of like that would have only happened to a 19-year-old white girl who was driving, like, a Lexus. Like, it was a nice car. Yeah. That wasn't even mine. Uh, like, oh. Yeah. I, yes, I feel that. My uh, buddy that I was talking about earlier and I were driving around one night at, like, probably 2 in the morning. Mm. What was his name again? You didn't say his first <laughs> and last no, name. No, no. Winklebottom, right? Winklebottom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Referred to as Winklebottom. Mandelbaum. Mandelbaum. And, uh, and we're both two white guys, yeah. you know, and uh, and we were driving around and, and uh, smoking a blunt and going through a stoplight or, you know, uh, taking a left at a, at a light. And uh, this cop car flips a bitch. Gets right behind us, and we're going into a gas Such station. Such a to get bad gas. feeling. Oh, that's, I was totally just is, literally you know? thinking that feeling is the worst. It really, it's but you know, and this is turning around oh, because of us. God <laughs> damn it! It's the uh, worst feeling. Luckily, we just had the blunt on us. We didn't have anything else. You just had a smelly car. Tip, it totally right. So we're pulling into the gas station, and another my buddy's driving. Yeah, and he's got the blunt in his hand. Rolls down the window and just chucks it right into the garbage <gasps> can. He just fucking Patrick Ewing that bitch oh, right in there. The universe was working for we you at that up, moment. Get out, start pumping the gas, and the cops, you know, come over, and start fucking with us. You know, what did this, this, that, and that? Car smells like weed. Thank got nothing on us. Mm-hmm. You guys look high. Blah blah blah. I don't have nothing on us. And uh, we're there for about a half an hour. Yeah. Better reference would have been searching the car. Hakeem Elijah on. He's from Houston. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, searched the car. Didn't find anything. Luckily, the garbage can didn't catch on fire. Yeah. And uh, they ended up letting us go. But, you know, it's just, yeah. It's yeah. fucking, it's that terrifying feeling. I even still get it now. And I'm, I don't drive. I haven't gotten pulled over yeah. since I was like oh, yeah. t- in my 20s. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I have time. gotten pulled over I since got, then. I got pulled I've over not like, had an interaction. Uh, about a year ago. And yeah. now, and obviously this shit is way less nerve wracking now, now that I, I, I didn't make a habit of drinking and driving, but let's, if we're going to be completely honest, 0.08 is very low and yeah. it's very easy to be over that, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. not okay. making excuses by any means, but like a, by definition, if you have a DUI, you could have had a glass and a half of wine with dinner yeah. and yeah. fucking That's all it takes. And, you know, it's, yeah. it's very, so, uh, but like still, even with weed being legal here for like almost 10 years now, it's still just like, I have to remind myself, but I do still freak out. Yeah. Like, put it down, put it down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. 
you know, but that being said, it's like I, I still, when I choose to have a jazz cigarette in the car, <laughs> you know, I'm still very much aware of like, okay, let's make sure we air this shit out because All it's like, windows it's, down. It's, still, yeah. it's still, despite the entire West Coast having a much more tolerant policy, it's still super fucking illegal to smoke it while it's you're driving. Stre- it stresses totally. me out when yeah. I'm in cars where people are smoking weed because I, I uh, my my 13-year-old, like, we're going to get in trouble. Guess road trips and me are out of there. No, I mean, I, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> but, like, I, I just have my knee-jerk nervous reaction of, like, oh, we're going to get caught. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm, I, that's one of my probably bad habits that I have is smoking weed and driving. Yeah. I just it's such a it's such a strong habit for me. Like mm-hmm. smoking cigarettes and driving. Yeah, used to be I mean for, it's yeah. it goes hand in hand for yeah. me for sure. Definitely. When I uh, so all the weird shit that I got myself into in Texas, like all the stuff that you know the the illegal shit we did. Yep. Yeah. I never had any problems with uh, violence around me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, um, uh, in in my immediate vicinity, like there were never guns, there were never like robbings, yeah, or never, yeah. like South any of that. Like, thank God they're all just fun stories now, like not traumatizing, right. life altering no experiences. Yeah. Like yeah. there's, you know, and I'm. It's funny because uh, not funny, but it's interesting because at this stage in life, I'm going back and kind of like thinking about my previous life and where I've been and where I've grown from, and mm-hmm. I do realize that this that part of my life did have a very strong impact on me mm. uh, in a very negative way because of the the stuff that I put myself through. Um, but in a weird way also, it helped me, um, it helped me learn how to manage people, right? Mm. Because I had a team of people working under me when I was at that age and I treated them really well. So I got to be the best manager in the world. And so like I was managing people (laughs) at the age of 17, you know, drug dealing and shit, right? So there's a good, good stuff that came out of it. Again, not, not aggrandizing it, but the reason I bring up the, the nonviolent side is that, so again, nothing ever happened to me while I was down there in a negative way, violence wise. Yeah. When I moved up here to Washington, um, my younger brother, Andy, and I uh, met this friend, and we ended up, like, rooming with him, and he had another friend that was kind of an asshole. Uh, But, so, my friend, uh, my initial friend sold weed also, Mm -hmm. right? So, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, I just left this lifestyle down there. I'm seeing him do it on a much smaller scale. Kind of gave him some tips here and there, you know, just, but, you know, I was staying out of his business. Um. Needless to say, he's not very smart about what he was doing. Yeah. The people he brought around. Yeah. Um, they were, Sucks when you, you see know, shitty people doing shitty shit. It, it was, it was yeah. terrible, right? And so we actually live not too far it's from like here a matter in, of in time. this Kirkland area, yeah. right? And uh, so my brother Andy lived downstairs in the split level part. And I was upstairs at the end of the hallway. And at this time, my girlfriend was with me. Not Monica. Her, I won't say her name, but long time ago girlfriend. And, uh, and... We're the only two people home. It's like a Monday morning. And um, I wake up to this weird sound. Like I hear this like jolting sound. Mm. And uh, I wake up and it's like 10 o'clock. So I'm like, what the hell is that noise? And I didn't hear anything else. And I'm talking to my girlfriend. I'm like, hey, did you hear anything? And uh, and then I hear Andy. Uh, he said something. I can't remember what he said. It, was, it wasn't to me, but it was just something in general. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, oh, that's weird. And Andy's, okay. So I open the hallway door. And again, I can see, I'm at the end of the hallway, so I can see down. And on the left is the stairs. And Andy's being marched up the stairs with a gun to the back of his head. And I'm like, okay, all right. And so then another little squirrely guy runs around him and shoves a gun in my face. <sighs> and uh, get on the bed, get on the fucking ground, blah, blah, blah. And then sees my girlfriend and runs around her, puts a gun in her face. And I'm like, okay, okay, I see what you're doing here. She is obviously not going to do anything to you. Mm-hmm. We're the two aggressors. Yeah. You focus on us. You leave the fuck her alone. All yeah. right. Like get in the bathroom. I'm like, okay, get in the bathroom. Totally cool. And so there's three, three people. And, uh, and so we're in the bathroom and, uh, Andy and I, again, like didn't, none of this was very close to us, but we've been in situations to where we can stay calm in these understandings right. and see what's going on. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, these guys don't want to shoot anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, if we just do what they want to do, then they're fine. They'll leave. And it's not our stuff they're here for. It's, right. it's our roommates. Right. He's a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so my girlfriend at the time was in the bathtub crying and, uh, Andy and I are talking and, uh, we're like, okay, we're not going to do anything. This is just, we'll just do it, do what they say. And, uh, we hear a taser noise and, uh, and I'm like, what's that noise? Why are they tasing? 
and I hear it again and it's down by the doorknob and I'm like, oh my God, they're tasing the doorknob just in case we grab the doorknob <gasps> thinking we would be tased. I'm like, this is such childish shit. I was like, such does that work? I was like, shit. does that, does electricity stay in the door? It was crazy. And so, okay. So then we hear this loud bang and uh, my roommate had kept his safe uh, bolted to the bottom of his entertainment center. Mm. Um, so they threw that down, ripped off the safe and, uh, and all left. And so I called my roommate. It's a piece of furniture that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, and I'm trying to save my center. I'm like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> but I could picture it. I could yeah, picture it. Exactly. I knew what it looked like. So uh, we hear door. over we, the teak. We hear, you know, scuttling and all this shit. And then we hear door shutting and driving off. And so we're like, okay, I'm assuming everybody's gone. So I called my buddy, my, my roommate. And I'm like, hey, this just happened. Just so you know, all your shit's gone. I'm sorry, man, but I'm not doing anything about it. Yeah, no. And uh, And he's like, okay, I know who it was. Um, I'm pretty sure I know who it was. And so we later found out exactly who it was. And, um, there was some retribution that was yeah. taken, um, not from my side. I didn't have anything to do with it again. I didn't want to have it's his business, yeah. but, um, uh, but so, <laughs> so we call you know, him and we get that taken care of and I'm outside and I'm smoking cigarettes at the time and I'm smoking a cigarette in the front yard. Like just God damn it. What the fuck, man? How am I moving to Kirkland fucking Washington and getting robbed How at gunpoint? How did I survive the streets I, of Houston? Exactly. I grew up, <laughs> I like when I moved out of my parents' house, I was living in the right. 1960 Aldine Westfield area of Texas. That's always how it you is know? And it's like, you know, nothing happened there, but I have to move to Kirkland and get a gun shoved <laughs> in my face by a fucking ginger. No offense, yeah. Robert. And, um, Dude, man, fuck my wife. No offense. Yeah, yeah. Talk I don't to give a shit about you telling about your fucking friend's name or your ex's name or some shit. Like, you, you just like, outed him as a ginger. That shit out. You know what? We're fucking leaving mystery. Why you got no one fucking read it, you dick? Fucking shit. So I'm out there as well. One thing I take away from yeah, yeah, right. fucking podcast. Yeah, what could go unexpected? What's the podcast? Unexpected shit. Sh- shitty, shitty, unexpected shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry, man. Okay. Uh, so I, uh, so yeah, I'm out there, you know, you know, just thinking about shit and, uh, my neighbor, I can't remember his name and I didn't know him that well. We'd only seen each other a couple times, but he comes running over and he's got a shotgun in his hand and I'm like, what's up, man? And he's like, seems like there was some trouble over here. I heard Where some, were you some 20 ruckus. minutes ago? He was out. <laughs> He's tending to his weed plant. Oh, my God. <laughs> Protecting his weed plant. No, he was back Breathe. there watering it and shit. And then he heard, like, all the commotion. And he runs back in and grabs his shotgun and runs over. I'm like, you are just a little bit too late, homie. Typical stoner, <laughs> late to the saving of the robbery. Thanks, pal. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, man, this is so great. Oh. Yeah. Fucking crazy. So then, uh, so that all happened. And I had to go to work that night. And Oof. I was, uh, I was uh, serving at Jillian's. And then I walk in, I'm still kind of shaken up a little bit. And uh, one of the bouncers comes up behind me and I'm good friends with everybody there, like family friends. You're like, we were at Red Hood, right? And so no harm, no foul, just love. But this dude walks up behind me uh, named Peanut and he shoves his hand in my back and he's like, give me all your money, kid. And I'm like, not the right day, dog. Not the right day, man. And I told him what happened. He's like, he gives me a hug. This big dude gives me a hug. He's like, I'm sorry, man. Like, it's cool, dude, but just, I feel you. Thank you. The, the, oh. thing, the just... fake Rob day. Oh, <laughs> he's never, he's never done that before. You got two robberies like, that God day. God damn it, man. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy, man. That That's like, I would classify that almost as a near-death experience. Yeah. That's I think by scary. definition, if you have a gun pointed at you, that's kind of what that, Yeah. You yeah. Know. I I only have one near-death experience, and that was whitewater rafting with the hostesses at Red Hook. Oh. It was the scariest moment of my life, and I actually thought I was going to fucking die. Is that the day Ben Pratt got his face dragged on the bottom of the lake or the river? Uh, that might have been a different day, okay, but this right. is not a good uh, sign for whitewater rafting. So we, yeah. we all, like, two separate... People die on that river all the time. Oh, I had Jesus. no business being there. Yeah. I have I have the upper body strength of a toddler, and I was with the... I mean, no shade whatsoever, but it was mostly hostess and waitresses. Like, we had no whitewater outdoors experience (laughs) and um one of the girls knew the tour guide and uh, he was still in training and it was like his first time or his last time before he got certified taking people down the river or whatever and so i was like oh yeah that sounds great no problem and we all went up there the discount fucking skydive instructor exactly (laughs) and it, it started off great and then I realized 
that I under like, and I'm an excellent swimmer. I was on swim team when I was in Arizona. Like I, I was a lifeguard. Like so, it just did not worry me because I was like, well, if I fall in, it'll you be like a river. Like a, you were smoking like a pack and a half of fucking Marlboro. It didn't even matter, dude. I'm telling you, I have never. Two, probably more like two packs. Marlboro <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. lights. <laughs> go through yeah, Robin, go no, P-Funks, because you got to go, go through them quicker. But it was... It, the, I have never felt so powerless. Like, I truly understood the power of Mother Nature in that moment. Man. Because I am a good swimmer. I am a confident swimmer. And when we hit a rock it was in the work the thing was is he kept telling us the whole time he's like okay when we get to this part make sure we cannot go on the right side if we go on the right side like that is bad and so we were all like great we know this ahead of time no problem so that comes up it was like law of attraction we all were trying not to go there and we just went straight to the part we were not supposed to go because none of us knew we had no manpower we had it was like six you know women that just were not prepared for that you're whatsoever setting, you're setting title night back a little bit I, yeah. I, I as i'm saying that i realize that but like all of we us were our, weed we smokers our, we, we are bite, working out of hurry <laughs> women are weaker than men that's all i'm saying I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all, it might have helped if we had a kevin hackett on the boat is yeah, all, I'm, uh, saying, boy, hackett, all, all right, i'm saying all i'm saying if I had been prepared, maybe Shout different. That was yeah, my no weakest point. Way. Oh he my god! He would have literally yeah. stopped the boat yeah, in yeah, mid track. Exactly. Would have pulled a tree down, made it. <laughs> he he would have made a bridge for us from the water. Using Pythagorean theorem. But we hit oh, this. We it. hit this like it was a dip in the water. We hit this rock, and we just go straight up over the boat comes down like everything that was like hey if this happens this is really bad and all of those things happen so like so we hit that spot that we weren't supposed to hit the boat flipped on top of all of us uh-huh. which oh, is shit. bad that's the worst thing scenario. that could happen wow. right and now so you're trapped underneath the boat. so now Whoa. i'm trapped underneath the boat and it is it is the most white water rapid part of the ride that we are in so we are in a full on uh, by the ride do you mean the The attraction right (laughs) you know like the log ride at disneyland that's what it was like just the yeah the fucking the bunny i I literally call it the ride because i had zero control of what was happening i was on a fucking ride like at the beginning i was like oh no oh this is the easy part this is gonna be bad you guys and the rachel rosen's like oh it's gonna Rachel Rosen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shout out Rachel Rosen. Fuck love Rachel Rosen. Uh, yeah, it was like Ashley and Rachel and uh, yeah, god damn it. I, I think Jessica might have been on there at some point, but anyway, so the All thing, the boat is on top of me. I can't get out from under the boat and um, I have no control over what my body's doing. So I remember them telling us <laughs> like, well, you can't, you will never be able to swim your way out. You have to just lift your feet up. Like you have to get on your back oh. and put your feet up so you float and then you just ride it out. Okay. Um, which feels, it goes against every natural instinct when you're in that situation. Yep. So I was like, okay, feet up. I grabbed my, you know, put my arms on my life jacket, had my little helmet or whatever. And I just went for the road or went down the <laughs> ride again. And I see all of them getting picked up by the boats. Okay. I am in the only part where no one can get to oh, me. Shit. And I'm oh, what shit. they call in a dishwasher. So I'm in a in a suction spiral oh, whirlpool no. where it keeps I, I can't get out of the loop. So I'm just getting sucked down and then I get spit back out and then I get sucked down a little longer each time. Wow. And I was like, this is it. Like I'm running out of air. Like I, and it's ice cold water too. So like you can't catch your breath. Yeah. Damn. And just at the right moment, there was a guy that came by with a kayak and it just got me at the ex- like literal last breath that I had. Timing, the timing, yeah. he grabbed my jacket and was able to get me out of that little whirlpool enough so I could just ride regular rapids down to the boat. And I get down to the boat and I'm just like, <gasps> like can't catch wow. my breath. And 
they pull me up and I'm like seeing dots and I, I feel like I'm hallucinating. <laughs> and, and the uh, tour guide is trying to make sure we have every, cause there was maybe six or eight of us that were in that boat. And so he's trying to head count of like who was what and who was where. And we finally got everyone. And he was like, okay, who was in the dishwasher? And I raised my hand. And he's like, I am not going to lie. I was prepared to lose you. Like we, I literally thought oh. we were going to lose you. And oh. I was like, this is not what you say to me at this moment. Nope. But we still have 20 more minutes left of this Jeez, fucking ride. I was to lose well, you. He was like, I was coming to terms, like, because none of us could get to him. Like, right, I, yeah. I was, he was, I yeah, was he sure. literally said, I will never forget that moment. He's like, I literally, he goes, I, I was, I was coming to terms with the fact that we had lost you. Like, and I was like, well, this was a fun weekend. Thank you, Rachel, for wow. inviting me up to the Snoqualmie River. But it is uh, first and last time I will ever do whitewater rafting. Okay. Unless I have Kevin Hackett with me. Yeah. Kevin yeah. Hackett. <laughs> like Damn. Yeah, I've never done the whitewater rafting. Yeah, it's fun. It's I had. Fun. It, yeah. it was just. It was. It's. You have no control. You have absolutely no control. Mm, man. Yeah. You're at the mercy of nature. Uh, you are absolutely. Have and you now, seen and that now documentary, have... The River Wild, with Helen Hunt? Was that Helen? I'm Hunt? sorry. Excuse me. The River Wild was not a documentary. It was the best action <laughs> movie with Meryl fucking Streep and Kevin Bacon. Fucking Meryl. And that was Street. the reason why I was so excited to do it because I fucking love that movie. Yeah. And, I love and I was like, if Meryl like, can do it, I can do it. She Turns like, out I can't. She like writes the hand signals. Because yes, yeah, she has the, the they're deaf the mom. That's how they're able to get away. Oh shit. Oh, and that, yeah, I was more like smash. the nerdy dad that couldn't keep his like couldn't swim. Like I was that character the on River that show. Wild. The River Wild. Great flick. It's not a documentary. Oh it was but you know, I don't go in the ocean for the same reason because I just, every time I've gone into the ocean, the ocean has oh, spit me out in a scary. very aggressive yeah, way. Like, kind of scary, I, I, I went oh. boogie boarding with like my little eight year old cousin okay, at the time. And I was like, well, NAR. she can do it. I, I yeah, use that excuse a lot and maybe I should stop. Oh yeah, no fear. And so I was like, well, okay, I'll just stick by her. And the wave picked me up and it was so much water that the sand was underneath. Oh. So like the water completely, all of it drew back and it was me in the wave and I could just see sand at the bottom oh, and shit. it just slammed me down. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is my sign to just stay the fuck out. Like yeah. heard and delivered. Thank you universe. Damn. So now I have that with White Rider Rapids. Like I respect the fuck out of running water <laughs> i have no Holy power shit. i have that with taxi cabs do you have respect for taxi cabs well, uh, yeah well, Yellow ones that, don't that stop. never gonna never gonna go into a taxi cab again <laughs> like, kind of thing yeah it's best if i just take ubers well uber wasn't even around at the time but yeah so back in uh what early mid 2000s i had uh, i had gotten my Second DUI, first DUI, second DUI. I you think. never forget your and second. I think it was my second, second right? And it, there, no, no dramas around it. It was like a point oh nine. Again, you know, I did, I did the wrong thing. They, for the, they high five you when it's a point oh nine. Yeah, like, like hey, hey, all hey, right. Hey, no accident, not speeding. Just you look suspicious, so we pulled you over and we Officer win. We win Bacon, the game today. Officer Bacon. Bacon, exactly. Officer Bacon. Um, he said <laughs> it's bacon. I'm like, oh, I was trying to give it to him. His, his name was Bacon, uh, but. Um, <laughs> so I had to start taking taxis oh. and, uh, and I worked at Jillian's, like I said earlier, and, uh, and I would get off work at like three, three thirty, four in the morning and get, you know, taxis home. And, uh, and so that happened for like maybe two weeks and I was getting a ride home one day and, uh, the guy that picked me up, nobody's ever really talkative that, that time of night. Yeah. And, uh, and I lived in Shoreline, so it's about a 35, 40 minute drive. Dead ass quiet. Nobody's on the road. This guy's driving. I see him swerve, like wave a couple times, but he seems like he's doing all right. And I'm yeah. like, keeping an eye on him. So we get to my street in in Shoreline, and uh, and I start to see like that drastic swerve to the left. Like I've lost control of the wheel, and I'm like, hey dude, hey dude, and he like grabs it, and I'm like, okay. And then uh, and again, he just let's go of the wheel and he fell asleep and oh. we just careened over into a car and hit the back of this car going probably like 30 25 30 I mean, but go to a dead stop and i'm like fuck this man um good luck dealing with this i'm four I'm houses down here. from yeah, my I'm house walking. i'm going home it's a free and I'm not, ride for me totally yeah. right good luck with your shit right so that happened and then um, you go wow this is fucked up 
Bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, I'm Good not fucking deal with this shit, yeah, man. No. You know? Channeled your any Tony. Uh, and then, uh, but then I met this guy um, driving home one day. Uh, again, same similar scenario, just no accident involved this time. Uh, named Chase, and he was a late night cab driver, and he was always looking for a fare. And we talked. He's great. He smoked weed with me on the way home. He's a really nice Dope. guy. <laughs> Um, and so he ended up becoming my, almost like my personal cab driver. And, uh, he would wait for me in the mornings and pick me up when I had to, you know, early morning uh, shifts. He knew what, what days those were totally. And he would wait for me because he was, it was a, it was a regular fare for him. Right. He wasn't giving me discounts at all. And it's like an easy drive. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He knew me. I knew him. He knew where I was going. It was like easy money for him. Good ride for me. So one day we're coming home and this is by no fault of his by any means, but, um, we're coming home on I-5 going south and there's like this kind of blind turn going out around to the right and we're having a chit chat and um, I'm in the back seat <clears throat> and there's debris in the middle of the road, mm. middle of our lane. So he swerves to miss that and then that next lane has more debris like fuck and we hit that and it was like an axle of a car. So oh. it turned out a car had just gotten an accident and just the, the driver ran off oh. but the, the smatterings of the car were all over the freeway. Driver. It, totally <laughs> right and so we hit the axle and we start 360 in the middle of i5 and it, it's four in the morning there's nobody on the road so it's very not safe but it's not like super dangerous uh so i go to grab the, the door to hold on because we're 360 and i grab the door handle no! and the door hand the door flies open and i'm buckled in but i'm like watching no! the freeway go yeah, and i'm yeah. like ah! chase is like shut the door and i'm like I'm fucking trying <laughs> And then we slam into the center guardrail and the door comes flying shut. And, uh, you know, we're facing the opposite direction now. It's like, holy shit, you're okay? Okay, I'm okay. Okay, cool. Let's get out of the car and just walk over because you're on the the shoulder. And so we go over there and we're waiting for the cops to show up. And uh, and we're by the car that had caused the accident in the first place, the car somebody had wrecked and then ran off. And so we're standing over there smoking cigarettes and the cop rolls up and, uh, and she was really, really nice. She's like, okay, so what happened? We're like, okay, so this happened. And the, the cop's like, okay, so you were driving the taxi cab to chase. And, she, and he's like, yeah. And he, she's like, okay. And you were driving that car. And I'm like, no, nope, 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 nope. nope. I'm the passenger. I'm his passenger. I have nothing to do with that car over there. <laughs> yeah. Didn't open the I just door need a fucking ride, man. Yeah, like, exactly. You're like, what is car? <laughs> what is car? <laughs> Hell no. The cop gave me a ride home. Chase got his car towed. But oh. that was like, and I'm like, and I, I still kept in touch with Chase. But after that, I was like, nah, yeah. I'll find rides in a different way. I'm not yeah. meant to be in taxi cab no. for some reason. So I, I feel like there are so many times the universe gives me signs like that where I just am like, I am, I hear you loud and clear. Did you Thank ever watch you. Uh, Taxi yeah. Cab Confessions? Oh, yes. Yeah, totally. Totally. I remember oh, yes. those. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, bona fide. Do you have yeah. any near-death experiences, Robin? Near-death? I mean, that's... Uh, or just uh, you know, scary situations? It was scary shit, but I mean, I mean, a lot of the, you know, a lot of that shit's all self-part of the rush. I mean, it's like, yeah, skydiving would be that, but it's like, mm. that's very oh, much, yeah. you find yourself... Voluntary near-death. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I wouldn't say... I think a lot of it's just, I think, honestly, a lot of the stupid, like, illicit shit I was doing in high school, I think I would have been closer to getting very, very, very... Like, I got sick a couple of times. Mm. I don't think I realized how maybe sick I was at some of these times. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that the other day before yeah. we had this prompt. I'm like... Thank God for yeah, you. Yeah, remember that time? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. wow. I don't think I'd be able to rebound the way I did when I was, oh. like, 15. Yeah, most definitely. You know, but again, it's, I think it was most of the shit, and, you know, I mean, this is probably the thing with a lot of stuff, is that it, it was a lot of cause and effect, and it was most of the time a lot of these extreme examples when I was kind of doing shitty things, nefarious mm. things I shouldn't have been doing. Yeah. I mean, in many of these, very mild, but smoking ganja and shit like yeah. that, but it's just like, none of this shit happens to me now. Mm. Right. Doing it, you know, playing Sega. I don't yeah. know Sega, but I'm using that as an il- for illustrative purposes only. Yeah. Well, there's that though, but I mean... The law of attraction type thing of like... Yeah. yeah. The only times I had run-ins with the cop is when I was like, you know... Trying to, trying like to smoke, avoid them. Trying like, to smoke weed in like right. parks and shit. Right, you know, right. doing shit I shouldn't have been doing. Yeah. Shit I don't do now. Right. And that's, and I get that, but there's like, so I had a job working at Jillian, as I said earlier, yeah, yeah. and it was a nightclub. And I've, so I can honestly say I never was in a fight, um, a serious fight in my entire life until I started working at Jillian's. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you how many fights I've been in now. So, like, that was my job. Yeah. You know, we don't expect our jobs to be involved with that kind of stuff. And when right. I first started working there, it wasn't that. Um, you know, if I if I got a job 
in a place like that, knowing that that was what I would expect. And I, that was something I would get, you know, I was getting myself into, but right. it evolved into that. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, into a point to where it wasn't just like, oh, little barroom brawls and stuff here and there it's to like, like just all out clear the fucking thousand person club fights, Oof. you know? Um, I remember one night we were, uh, I, I felt so bad. We were just, we were training our new general manager. And so I was managing at the time for this one. <laughs> and, uh, and we did, uh, on weekends we had DJs and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, so we'd pack out, we'd have like thousand people in there, video games, pool, pool, all the stuff. So lots of projectiles, lots of things to throw, lots of things to hit people with. There's pool, pool cues. Yep. Uh, pop of shots. Yeah. Basketballs thrown sometimes. Pool balls were always a fun one. Pint glasses, but, um, but we were um, diffusing a situation one night, and uh, and so we were training a general manager. Uh, her name was Allie. Um, she, uh, I can say her name. She's since passed, but not because of this. Uh, but uh, she uh, she came from Disney, uh, property on Disney. So very fine dining, very yeah. you know Disney, right? Yeah. It's fucking Disney. It's magical. And she came to Jillian's, this <laughs> fucking crazy ass Disney. nightclub, right? <laughs> and so it was one of her first closing nights on a Friday, Saturday night. And, uh, and just shit was going sideways and, uh, and I was trying to keep her out of this. I'm like, let me handle this with the security staff. We had security staff. It wasn't just me. We have plenty of security <clears throat> and, um, shit was going sideways with this group of gentlemen that were in there and, uh, they were beefing with another group of gentlemen and we we're, and it was, you know, very, very one-sided with this thing. Beefing is when you have an argument. <laughs> argument, yes. yes. And, uh, and so our security Stats. team. Uh, my, 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 uh, co, my co-manager Lul at the time, uh, and, uh, and the management or the, the security team went up and we kind of corralled this group of gentlemen out and, uh, you know, it was definitely standoffish, right? We were standing off with them. We just would not let them get between us. Like we were corralling them towards the door more or less. Right. Yeah. We finally get them outside. And, um, unfortunately we got them outside to the side that their car was on. And so they start going for their car, trunks open, shit like that. And we're like, what the fuck are they going for? And our head of security always parks right in front of the front door. And he popped his trunk and he has SWAT team mace. And it's SWAT team mace is like almost like a, a two foot canister of mace. It's gigantic. It looks like a fire extinguisher. Totally. Yeah. Right. And so it was like, again, it was a standoff. Right. And so we're between the door of the club and the guys and the guys are right by their, their trunks. <coughs> and, um, the head of security looks at me like, what the fuck am I going to do? And I'm like, do it, yeah. hit him. And yeah. he just go and just fucking maced him. Right. SWAT team maced him. Ugh. All of them went down. Right. We go running in the club and we're right when we open the door, the cloud of mace gets sucked in ah. the entire thousand person club. Right. Oh no. Everybody hits the ground within two minutes. It gets sucked into the ventilation system. Maces throughout the entire club. Right. Oh my God. And, uh, and it was like one ish, maybe 1245. So it's close to last call. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and Allie, the GM comes out to see what's going on. And she has asthma. Oh, Didn't realize that until thinking, that just happened, I was right? Like, oh my god! And so, and so she has an asthma attack. And oh so now, god. on top of this, and we're still making sure that these guys don't get back in. We're right. locking doors. We're you know doing what we need to do. Yeah. Um, still trying to attend to people, thousand people that are now trying based. To like, trying to act like this didn't happen. Yeah, fuck, oh. man. And so, and so, but I got to grab Allie and take her into the walk-in because cool air neutralizes right. yeah. mace. And it wasn't a direct hit. It was just respiratory. Yeah. So get her in the walk-in. Sit her on fucking pickles, a pickle five-gallon bucket. And like, you stay in here until I come get you. I'm sorry. This is just has to be this way right yeah. now. And uh, so we get everybody, like, calm down. We clear close the club early. We'll just get everybody the fuck out. And uh, while we're doing that, that car is still just right there. And, uh, and um, we're just trying to monitor the windows and shit. And all of a sudden, like, all the staff are, like, at the windows looking at this car. And I'm like, what the fuck are y'all doing? We think this car might have weapons in it. And y'all are by a fucking open window. picture window that's 20 feet wide? Ugh. What are you hiding behind? Get the fuck away from the windows, Use man. your brains. This isn't looky-see. Look at that. Oh, look. Well, this is dangerous. No, this isn't TV. This is real fucking life. Yeah. Like, all right, this is your place of work. I get it. But, like... Respect the violence that could potentially happen. Go go somewhere else. Right, go behind right. a wall of some sort. Yeah. <clears throat> it's fucking crazy. Ugh. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Luckily, nothing happened. They they got in their cars. They left. Um, all that bullshit. Damn. Blah, blah, blah. But, you know. And, but, you know, that was, that's just one of many things that happened at that place. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. Like, we had, we actually, oh, God damn it. 
we uh, uh we had an all-out brawl one time because somebody stepped on somebody else's shoe oh. and uh and it was like a it was a it was a full was club. it a heel on a bare foot because that no that it is was a, a nike on a nike oh and, uh, oh, and we watched it worse. we watched it happen we so at the on the dance floor um uh, was down in the front side of the club and we had a um, uh, the upstairs had it stopped about 20 feet from the full end of the building so it was like a balcony almost you could look over in the dance club mm. and we'd always stand up there with the security team and just basically watch you know you can see a lot of what's going on you know violence potentially before it happens and all this shit right. so we were up there kind of doing that stuff and um and you know, there was, there's always tension. There was always tension in the club on the weekends because it was, you know, one of the few bad vibes place. It really man. was. It, mm. it got to that point and there ended up being shootings there after we left. Luckily there wasn't any while we were there, but, um, uh, but so we were watching this, uh, from up top and, um, we were, you know, watching these two groups, two groups of guys and there's women involved and people trying to dance with the other women and mm. not feeling it and all this shit. So, you know, we're monitoring all that. And, um, and we kind of actually, it was kind of funny because we get lost. You know, there's a lot of stereotypes that you can, you know, see yeah. in the in in these groups. And one of my favorite is a uh, is awkward white guy dancing through club. Oh, you know, the and he's got the head. drinks above his head. <laughs> yeah. and he's like yeah. trying to dance Just through. Just through, Barbara. <laughs> it's one of my favorite ones, right? And so we're like like watching that, laughing at him, and then all of a sudden, shoe gets stepped on, punches get thrown, and pretty much 500 people just start fucking fighting. And, um, and, you know, so we, you know, we, we got trained with all trained, quote unquote trained, Mm. um, with all this stuff. So we, you know, we disperse, we get people out front door, we get people out back door, we shut the doors, we lock the place and we call it good. Right. And that's what we've done before in the past. And it's worked this time. It didn't work. They all met each other outside and it started again. And so it literally like the entire side of Lake union turned into a fight and we're all standing there at the upstairs, um, um, by the windows. At that point, it's no longer your. Well, theoretically. Th- that's what I'm saying. Like, it, like, where does that extend to? Yeah. Like, if that's your responsibility. So right. Yeah. yeah. So we, uh, so we're up there, and we kind of have a bird's eye view of just basically watching, watching the Rome burn more or less. You know. Mm-hmm fights and all the shit and then the cops show up and we're like okay so we're just you know watching now and we're watching people get tased and like people like dropping like flies and fights and all that shit it was very dramatic very chaotic we thought it was done after that and uh, and that next uh well, i guess so that was a monday uh the the next monday we get a call from the police the chief police and uh and said okay you guys fucked up pretty good. We need all of y'all to come down to the police precinct. All the management team needs to come down to the police precinct. We need to have a talk with y'all. I'm like, oh, okay. So um, management team plus our regional manager go down to the police precinct. And they sit us down in the room. And they showed us uh, the video. And they wanted and said, okay, we want to show you the video of the first responding officer. And uh, just so you can see the, 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 the melee yeah. that was going on. And we're like, okay, fuck. All right. And, uh, so the, the officer that first pulled up, so Jillian's was kind of like a triangle, mm. um, on Westlake. Right. And, um, so there's like this pointed end and then it kind of veers off and, but you can get into it from the front side. And so the first car that pulled up, pulled up from the front side. So you could see the front of Jillian's, um, the street of Westlake crossing walk, crosswalk over into the park. And, uh, and so car pulls up you see the cop run off and just streams of people streams of people streams of people yeah. fight 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 people people <clears throat> and uh, and you see and then it kind of goes you know quiet for a little bit and then um two women and a guy were walking trying to kind of trotting across the street you know not running but not walking mm-hmm. and then um another guy comes in from out of screen from behind him and just punches the guy in the back of the head and the guy just crumbles in the middle of the west lake damn and the two girls run off we were like, holy fuck, man, that was intense. And, um, and so then the, the girls come back in the screen and they grab, uh, they try to grab him to get him out. So one girl grabs his feet and the other girl grabs him behind the shoulders and, uh, and they pick him up and the girl behind the shoulders dropped him back on his head. Oh. And, uh, and my, my buddy Lul is with me and I'm, I'm kind of chuckling and I don't mean to be callous with this, but my buddy Lul was next to me and he's a very, I love little big shout out to little shit. I love him to death, but he's a very cynical man and he's mm-hmm. got a very dark sense of humor. So he starts chuckling and I'm like, and at that time I could see the humor in that. Yeah. And I was like, Oh shit, they fucking dropped that kid on his head. And then they tried to pick him up again and then dropped him again. And then finally they just like each grabbed the leg and they dragged him off or uh, an arm and they dragged him off. Yeah. And, uh, and then the cops stopped the, the chief police stopped the thing and uh, he goes, we don't even know if that kid's okay. 
And Louis leads over to me. He goes, there's no fucking way he's okay. Those girls dropped him on his head twice. <laughs> <Three times. laughs> like, After he got knocked out. Like, there's definitely no way. And uh, But we got a lecture from the chief of police about how much money that cost uh, the city from all but the paramedics and everybody. what were you supposed to do that, different? Like break it down before it even happened kind of thing? More or less, yeah. yeah. We So uh, at that point in time, we didn't have the uh, full security team that we did end up having. So we ended up bringing in outside security and gotcha. stuff like that. Pat yeah. down, stuff, you know, just had to tighten up. Because when it gets to that point, like all you can do is just like... <sighs> I mean, I'm not trying, I'm not going in there and breaking up fights. You know, I'm you like, can. I mean, With I did, but people like right, that's yeah. just not going to do anything yep. at that point. Yeah, yep. That's nuts. I mean, the only time that we as the staff would get violent was to break up a fight or to save a fellow staff member from getting right. into a fight. Yeah. And that happened a lot too, where we would go to break up fights and then we would become the fight, right. you know, and we would become the, you know, it's like, I'm getting now punched in the back of the head for now trying to break up these two women from fighting. And then like, now you have a bear paw of a hand grabbing this guy from the back of the head and yeah. throwing him out by his face. I'm like, well, now you've met less. <laughs> gotcha. um, all right. Well, I mean, we've, uh, <laughs> Do you guys want to go anymore? I mean, there's, no, no, there's a lot of. Uh, I think we're good. I mean, we could always maybe touch on this next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think the moral of the story is like we're going to find our way into uh, fucked up situations, but stay calm. You'll find your way out. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there's, it there's may solutions. or may not be a funny story later. You could yep. find yourself in a fucked up situation. Don't right go now. whitewater rafting. <laughs> if you take nothing else from this situation, do not go whitewater rafting. <laughs> that's the takeaway because they will be prepared to lose you. Yeah, exactly. Be prepared to be lost. (laughs) See you next week.